Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show, where I interview the best thinkers and doers of our time. On TV, the show premieres Sundays at 11.30 Eastern on PBS World and at The Laura Flanders Show YouTube channel. You can join my guests and me every week there in the live viewing party and then catch us all week on public television stations. Prefer to listen? Find us on a radio station near you or subscribe to the free podcast. You'll find listings and ways to subscribe at lauraflanders.org That's also where you'll receive my regular commentaries. I call them the F-word. Here's this week's. Just 6% of private sector workers belong to a union. But that doesn't mean we're short of union-style action on our economy. For weeks now, employers and their lobbies have been unified in their lament that a scarcity of workers is the result of overly generous unemployment benefits. People would rather stay home and get rich off the public purse, they say, and the stories run everywhere with help from the Chamber of Commerce. As a result, Republican governors in state after state are cutting off the federal subsidies. They'd rather turn away free money than relieve pressure on the poor. Employers and their lobbies act as one all the time to keep workers desperate. They did a few months back after a million-strong majority voted a new administration into office in part on a pledge to raise wages. The opposition was so strong and loud that the hike wasn't even tried. United oppositions kept the federal minimum wage stuck at $7 and a quarter since 2009, and wages for tipped, teenage, and disabled workers are even lower. Now the Biden administration is facing united resistance opposing passage of its American jobs plan. There may be bosses who back better bridges and airports, that's good for their transport, but they're not about to invest billions in childcare or elder supports. And if you think the anti-affordable childcare lobby is strong, you need to meet the mob opposing universal health care, even after a deadly pandemic. So, are workers staying home because they can? It's possible, but three separate studies of the CARE Act, which was twice as generous, say it's terribly unlikely. Far more likely is that a lack of childcare and public transport and affordable health care and continued fears of COVID are keeping people home when humanly possible. That, more than laziness, certainly seems to explain why tens of thousands of women have exited the workforce. If an extra $300 a week really does enable some to make ends meet without a stinking $7 an hour job at the dollar store, is that so bad? Even with a bonus, workers aren't getting rich off the public purse. But with wages stuck and benefits skimpy, their employers do every time they stand as one against relief. One for all and all for one, it works. Just don't let anyone pass that pro-union pro-act. You can find The Laura Flanders Show on your local public television station and check us out at our website at lauraflanders.org. This week features a conversation about labor with three labor reporters who've been on the front lines. Check it out at lauraflanders.org. And thanks.